Well, I'd like to welcome you all here this morning, <clears throat> and we'll begin the service. We'll sing a song, and it'll be out of the little book that we have there, the carol book. <clears throat> it'll be number 20, O Holy Night. <clears throat>
it's good to see everyone this morning. And I hope we've all come out here thinking about the time of the season that we're living. And today is Christmas Eve. Tomorrow is when we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. But we should be celebrating that in our life each and every day of what he has done for us and how that we can have that eternal life through him. Because he came here to the earth, because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Because he lives, we can have eternal life through Jesus Christ. So let's put our faith and trust there this morning. And let's just be at one with him. I think we'll read this morning. I want to just start reading there. You may read a, a couple of different places. We've opened to the first chapter there of Matthew, the beginning, and we'll read a little bit there. Starting at the 18th verse, we'll start there. He says, And now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And I want you to just think, a lot of times, you know, we can just read through something and we don't really give it the, the thought of what was actually taking place there. And that God had a plan, and this is the gospel according to Matthew. This is in the first ver first part, first chapter of the New Testament of God that he has had printed and he's had laid out for us to be able to read, that we can understand and know what his word is and know what took place in earlier days. But he says on the birth of Jesus was on this wise. This is how it happened. As his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child. It goes on to say something else of the Holy Ghost. But you know, think about what was actually taking place there in this young lady's life. She was just very young, maybe in her late teens. She looked upon life that she had a very marvelous and a wonderful opportunity ahead of her. She, I believe, she had been living a righteous life God found favor with her. She was clean. But in the eyes of man, in that day, in the eyes of the, under the Jewish law, that someone that was found in a condition like this, that she was with child and not being married, could have been handed down the death sentence that they would take her out and stone her to death. This was a wonderful thing that was happening. But I want you to stop and just think a little bit about what the complications that it was forming, it was bringing to her life. And she, it also makes it very plain and clear that she was with child of the Holy Ghost. Not with child because she had been living in immorality. She had 
been living in, in adultery or in fornication with Joseph or with some other man. That was not the case at all. She, she found favor with God. And the Holy Ghost came upon her, a virgin. And she conceived a child. Nothing more but the power of God was taking place here. It was the, his plan that he was bringing a Messiah here upon the earth. And he had to be the Son of God. He had to be filled with the Spirit of the Holy Ghost from the very moment of conception. And that was why that the Father was the God. And he says, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. I want you to think about this. Now, here was this young man, and he had had this young lady that they were engaged to be married. They were in love with each other, both of them. But something now had come between them. Joseph understood that she was with child. He did not know all about that that was from the Holy Ghost. But he was not, he had a great love for her. He didn't want to bring her and put her into the spe uh, public spectacle there and cause her to possibly be put to death. He still had a love for this young lady. And he wanted to do what he could to just put her away privately and go on. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Listen to the wonderful words there that God just brought to this young man and him right on the verge of just putting away his friend, the one there that he had planned to have such a wonderful life with. And he was ready to just put her away because he felt like immorality had been taking place there and she had not been true to him. But as he thought on those things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream saying, Joseph, got his attention, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take thee, Mary, thy wife, for she hath conceived, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus, and he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the, of, of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us. This was about to happen and can you see and visualize and think about the joy that was within these two young people's heart now that they both understood what God had in store for them. How that he had told her that you have been chosen of God to do this, 
to bear the Emmanuel, to bring forth the Messiah. And now he had told Joseph to fear not to take Mary. And then he went on and to, to understand and she shall bring forth a son and his name shall be called Jesus and he shall save the people from their sins. Do we truly understand what was taking place there? Jesus Christ was born here upon the earth. For one reason was he, he, did he come here. That he should save his people from their sins. He came here to overcome Satan so that we could overcome and so that we could be saved from our sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And that can still be just as strong today in our life that God with us, that's what it can be with us, that he came to save us. He came and, and it, you go on and you read all the way through this and it tells about how that he will send that comforter. He will send that new spirit to all those that believe upon him and accept him and loves him and keeps his commandments that he will give to them that comforter. And when that comforter, that new birth comes, that is exactly what happens. God is then with you spiritually. Isn't that something to think about this morning? That God is with you. His Holy Spirit is there right within you. And it can overcome all things. Then Joseph being raised from sleep, did as the angel had bidden, and he took unto him his wife, and knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. And a wonderful thing to think about. Just being obedient to the calling. Being obedient to what God asked him to do in that day. Do we have those ears to hear today that you can hear what he is speaking to us? Do you have the ears to hear what he'd have for us to do? Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Herod, when we look around and we see all the things that he did and how wicked he was, when you read a little bit in history of what took place with him and how that he, he had... No problem with just taking someone's life because he did not like what they were doing or whatever. And now Herod the king had heard these things and he was troubled because he heard that there was a king born. He was troubled 
because he thought that somebody now might be threatening my kingdom, even though it was just a child, a newborn babe. People were talking about a king being born, and the wise men came there, said, we have seen his star. Where is the king born? God was leading them to it. The star was showing where the king was, where Jesus was. That bright star today can be seen by the righteous spiritually. And it will lead us right to where the king is. The king of kings and lord of lords. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. It will lead us right to that. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes and the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophets, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, art not the least among the princes of Judea, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. He wanted to know all he could about that. In a very deceitful way is what he was trying to find out. As when did this star appear? When was this child born? And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, search diligently for the young child, and when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. How deceitful he was. He didn't want to worship him. He wanted to take his life. He wanted to get rid of the king of kings right in an early stage of, of his life. But God would not allow those things to happen. And when they had heard, and when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. In our lives today, I want you to think about these wise men, and I think history says that they traveled for a long time. Some, some things even says that it may have been a couple of years before that these wise men got to that place. It does not appear that way here, but I'm just telling you that they were traveling and they had an interest of a long journey to see what? The king of kings. And they did not stop until they found him. In our life today, are we willing to just lay aside everything else and go on that journey to know when or to know how and we can find Jesus Christ today? That's what they were doing. They wanted to see the king. And they departed, and they traveled a long distance to be able to come there. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. 
And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, all kind of expensive things they had brought there to give to the king of kings. They had brought to give to this young child there. May have been stuff there that God was just bringing for them so that they would have stuff to help to sustain their life as they were raising this young man. But as he goes on and he says, And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. They did not want to hear what Herod was asking them to do. They heard what he, what he said, but they understood. And God warned them in a dream there to go back a different way, to don't go and tell Herod. Because Herod, in his deceitful way, is wanting to go and to kill Jesus. You have come all this way to see him and to worship him. Now don't go back to Herod. Go back to your, to your country in another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And again, just look. Can you see the work of God in what was going on there with these two young people? How that they had accepted the gifts. How that God then had told the wise men to go back another way. And then immediately to be able to protect Jesus Christ. He tells Joseph, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph. I believe it was probably maybe the same one that appeared to him in a dream. And said to take Mary your wife. And he appeared unto Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there till I bring thee word. Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. I believe immediately he started on that journey. He says that he arose, and by night, in the night, he departed into Egypt so that Herod would not be able to find him and was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceedingly wroth and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in the coast thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. I want you to think about what took place and see what a wicked man this Herod was. That he wanted to take the life of Jesus so much and he thought he could do those things that he sent into this country and all of the children, it says, from two years old and under, he had them put to death. 
Herod then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men. The wise men were not doing that just to mock him. They were doing it to serve the God that had brought them there. They were going back another way to, by being obedient to God. They were not doing those things just to mock Herod. But he was wroth. He was mad. He was angry. And he sent forth. And all of the little children from two years old and under. Isn't that something to think about? He killed them. Had his soldiers to go in there and take them out of the hands of the mother or the father and destroy them. But he did not destroy Jesus. God allowed those things to happen. But God had a plan for Jesus and he carried him right on and he kept him safe. He was there in Egypt and he kept him safe. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet saying, In Ramah there was a voice heard, lamentation and weeping. Great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. But when Herod was dead, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. And look, how here after then Herod was dead, the Lord appeared to Joseph again in a dream. I believe this is the third time that he has appeared in some way to Joseph. And he had something for him to tell him. He said, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. He says, Now Herod is dead. You go ahead now. And take the young child back into the land of Israel, for Herod's dead. And he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go thither, notwithstanding being warned of God in a dream. He turned aside into the parts of Galilee. And he came and dwelled in the city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. Just the marvelous works of God taking care of his son. And the prophets, everything just being fulfilled by God communicating with people here upon the earth and them being obedient. And he can communicate with you and I today. And will we be obedient to his calling? Will we understand and be obedient to the things that he is asking for us to do as he goes on in this life? Let's just keep reading there a little bit and see kind of what took place then after those things. And in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now let's turn over so that we really understand what, 
what John and, and what was going on. Let's turn over to Luke and read a little bit in the, in the first part of Luke about what was taking place there. Just read some of the same things that was going on. Let's just start reading there at the first chapter of Luke and see what Luke had to say about some of the same things that we just read about. We'll start at the very first verse. For as much as many has taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us, even as they delivered them unto us which from the beginning were eyewitness and ministers of the word, it seemed good to me also, having had a perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things which thou hast been instructed. Now Luke, he made it very plain and clear about some things there, about who he was and what it is. He says, now these things have been delivered. And he says, some being an eyewitness of these things and ministers of the word. And then he just goes on and he says, and it seems good to me also having had a perfect understanding, now listen to what he said, having a perfect understanding of all things from the very first, from the first time that he was around Christ or the first time that he had heard about it, whatever, he says, I have had a perfect understanding. And he goes on to write. And he tells, I am going to write these things in order... Almost excellent Theophilus, his friend. And now we have the opportunity that we can read this and believe that these things took place and know that it did take place because Christ came here to the earth that thou mightest know the certainty of those things which thou hast been instructed. And I want you all to know that today. The certainty of what and how you have been instructed in Jesus Christ as we have lived here upon the earth. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abba, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. I want you to listen to that. Here is a man and his wife, and what does he say about them? He says, they were both righteous. Can that be said about us today, husbands and wives? If God, and we just read about two young people that had not even come together yet, but they were walking close enough to God that he... There was a great job that he had for them to do, and we'll read about it here as we go on through this chapter. He tells about the same things there, that both of them, they were righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. That's saying a tremendous amount. They were walking close. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren, and they were both now well stricken in years. 
and that was a it was almost looked upon in a in a Jewish lady with especially those that were proclaiming and walking with God, that if they were bearing, it was almost looked upon as a curse, that something was wrong, that they were not walking in accordance with God as the way that it looked upon the society looked upon them in those days. But here, he says they were blameless. And they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest office, his lot was to burn incense when they went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Now think about it. Here is this man, very aged man, an older man. He had gone, he was a priest. He had gone there into the temple to burn the incense. A very holy thing that was taking place there. And the whole multitude of the people were outside praying without at the time of the incense. That was what they were doing following the law of God, following what he would have for them to do in that day for their sins to be taken away or for their sins to be taken. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. Here he was inside the temple. All of a sudden he sees an angel standing there right beside the altar. And it would bring great fear in some of us today. It would be troubling to see something like that take place. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. We'll just pause for just a moment. But the angel of the Lord said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy, power, thy prayer is heard. Fear not, Zacharias. There was, it was a fearful thing to look upon. But the angel said unto him, Fear not. And that's what he will be telling to each one of us today. Fear not. The power of God is there. And we can overcome Fear not, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John.
And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Now, look at what he is telling them. Here is the angel. And he was bringing some glad tidings, actually, to this old man. That your prayer has been heard. And Elizabeth shall bear thee a son. And thou shalt call his name John. A wonderful words of life. And can we see how that God just brings all these things together? And he'll bring them together in your life if we will just allow those things to happen. And he shall be, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And that's us today. He has been able to turn many after that also. From Israel and to Gentiles and whatever. Turn them to God through Jesus Christ. Not just this man. This man was the forerunner. And he was there with Israel. And that's who he was speaking to at that time, was to the Jews and telling them what they should do, how they should repent for their sins. But that was what John was telling them. But he was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. And many of the children of Israel did he turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Wherefore, by, wherefore shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife well stricken in years. Zacharias now had some little bit of doubt in his mind, it sounds like. He says, How will I know this? He says, I am an old man and my wife is well stricken in years, way beyond the time of childbearing. He says, how shall I know this? And the angel answered and said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God. That's pretty strong language right there. This is how you'll know it, Zacharias. He says, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto you, and to show thee these glad tidings. And you know what he is in, in our day? When we ask, he says, I am the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. I am God. And I will send to you that comforter, I will send to you a new birth that you might be able to overcome and see victory. That's what he's telling us 
each and every one of us. The angel answered and said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. He says, now you didn't believe these things, Zacharias. You will be dumb and not able to speak until this child come, till all these things that I have just told you be fulfilled. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. Here, they were outside praying. They were doing a job. Normally, undoubtedly, it did not take but just a few moments for the priest to go in and to light the incense and then come back out with the people there. And they were marveled. He said, something is going on. That he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. And he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. The people could see that there was something there that was different from what it had been. They could see and, and perceive that this man, he had seen a vision while he was in there. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. Look what she was saying. She conceived and she went and was away from people, hid herself for five months. And he's saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. To take this away. Take what man looked upon me as a woman that could not how was not not childbearing, and he could take away my reproach that men looked upon me because I had not had a child. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Here is this same angel. And now he's going to Galilee. In the sixth month there, from the time that, the way I look at that, from the time there that he had visited Zacharias. It had been six months. And where does he go this time? Listen carefully. To, an, to an, a virgin and spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of Joseph and the virgin's name was Mary. We just read about that. And here Luke is going to go into a little more detail about what happened. He says, I have a perfect understanding of these things. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, Thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. 
blessed art thou among women. Now he says, remember this young girl there. And he came at this Mary, the virgin. And he says, hell, he had a salutation to her. Thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Young girls, young men, all of us, older. Could that be an angel be able to come to us and say that the Lord is highly favored in you and how you are walking in His Word today? Would that be something that could be in our life? Blessed art thou among women. Why? Because he had a great work to do within this young lady. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. Again, just look what took place. And she, just, she was fearful. And he looked upon her, the angel did, and he said, Fear not, Mary. For thou hast found favor with God. Thou hast found favor with God. And I know that will, that will bring, take that spiritual fear right out of our life when we hear that. And we can know today every one of us can find favor with God. And we can receive what He has promised to send to all those that trust in His Son, all of those that repent of their sins. For thou hast found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David." And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, there shall be no end. He's talking about that spiritual kingdom. There will be no end to that spiritual kingdom. It will be forever and ever. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? She had never had any sexual relations with a man. She says, how shall this be, being that I have not been in that position? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who is called barren, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Do we see all the marvelous works taking place there? And he says there, behold, he just told her about what was taking place there with Elizabeth and what was taking place there with her. And what, that that child that would be born from her because the Holy Ghost come up upon her and her conceiving of that child would be called 
the Son of God because he did not have a natural father, but he had the Father was God. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in, the days, in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judea and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. Here, look what took place. Mary, it does not say anything about her running to her husband or her espoused husband. They had never come together yet. Doesn't say anything about that. She went, and I believe God and the angel was telling her and directing her to go to Elizabeth. To go and remember what she was in her mind. What are people going to think of me about what has taken place? How will they believe the story that I have seen an angel and an angel says that the Holy Ghost is going to come upon me and I am, I am now going to be with child? But she believed in that. In her heart, she believed in it totally. And she was obedient to it. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with host, with haste, unto the city of Judea and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost and she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. I want you to think about this. How did Elizabeth even know this? Here, Mary comes in and she salutes Elizabeth. She has some kind of salutation to her. And Elizabeth then says that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. From whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. But God was working with these two righteous women. Remember, Elizabeth and her husband were walking blameless, and they were righteous before God. Remember, this young virgin was highly favored to God. And I believe that they were able to communicate, God was communicating things within them and they knew and understood what was happening. Elizabeth knew that. That here was this young cousin of hers that had come to her and she was with child of the Holy Ghost. And blessed is she 
that believeth. Blessed is she that believeth. Mary believed what the angel told her. She believed it would happen. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And I know that there will be a performance of the things that the Lord has told us. There will be a performance of all of those that want to receive of Him. There will be a performance of that new birth and receiving that new kingdom. There will be all of that. Why? Because it was told of her of the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. Is our soul magnifying Him and what He has done for us today? Are we magnifying God the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, that we can receive that Comforter? And my spirit shall rejoice in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. And he has showed strength. He has showed strength with his arm. And he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down their mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath opened his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. He hath spake to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. Wonderful words of exhortation there, just speaking of what God, how he had done these things, and how he had had all the way back to Abraham, the prophets had spoke of a Messiah coming. And then he said, and Mary abode. She stayed there about three months with Elizabeth before she went back. Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered. And she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her. And they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. And they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. She knew something about what God had, or what the angel had told Zacharias right there in the temple, that his name would be called John. God was putting that in her mind, in her heart. And they said unto her, There is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. It was very appropriate in those days for the firstborn son to take on the father's name. That was what they all did. But they said, no. 
She said, no, his name will be John. So they looked around at his father and said, what? And they made signs to his father, how would he have him called? What name will you give him, Zachariah? And he asked for a writing table. And he wrote saying, his name is John. And they marveled all. Somehow he made some gestures to give me a writing table. Give me something that I can write. He could not speak. He was dumb. Because the angel had told him he would be done, dumb until all these things were fulfilled. And this was the last part of that being fulfilled there. That he, now, the son had been born. But he had been t told to call him John. And now he was obedient to those things. His name is John, and they marveled all. And his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue loosed, and he spake and praised God. Immediately, his tongue was loosed. When he followed through and he was obedient to what God had told him to do, his tongue was loosed, and what did he do? Just praising God right in the presence of these people. He spake. He talked to them. And he was, his words was praising God for what he had done. How much praise do we give God for what he's done in our lives? When I look and see how, what a great work that he has done. Not me but what He has done for me by forgiving me my sins. Because I deserved hell. And the life that I lived and in the life that I inherited. But when I accepted Jesus Christ and I've asked for forgiveness of my sins, He has taken them away. And He has given me a new life, a new birth. And that's available to each and every one that is here today. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, what your life is. He has promised that to all of those that is there, that is here today. And fear came on all that dwelt round about them, and all these things were noised abroad. Throughout all the hill country of Judea, and all they that heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up an horn of salvation unto us in the house of his servant David. And as he spake by the mouth of the holy prophets, which have been since the world began. Here, Zacharias just praising God for what God had done and how that all these things have been prophesied of, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, that we should be saved from the enemy, and that enemy is Satan.
to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, and thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, the forerunner of Jesus Christ. They were cousins, but just a few months apart. But John was the forerunner. And he says there, For thou shalt go before his face, before the face of the Lord, to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. Though the tender, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, and the tender mercy of God, is where we can have that today, that we can have that day spring from on high hath visited us. Now, Jesus Christ is who we need to look forward to today. He is the day spring from on high for us today. He has been here upon the earth, and we can have that eternal life through Him to give light to them that sat in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts until the day of his showing unto Israel. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea and to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. Here they were about to go. There was something that was taking place. They were having to go to give in for their taxes and to be counted. So, and they were, that just happened that that was to be in Bethlehem. And that is where that Christ had been prophesied that he would be born. He would come out of Bethlehem. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. Brought forth her son. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. I want you to look how, how meager and how humbling that God brought his son here to the earth. He brought his son through a very young virgin and a young man. Not any royalty, but just very poor people. A carpenter was what Joseph was. And then he had brought them there. And there was no great room, there was no great amount of people that was there waiting for him to be born, to see and to say, well, here the, the king has been born. None of that was there. They got there to Bethlehem. And there was no room. There were so many people that had come to do the same thing that they were. There was no room in the inns. 
and someone allowed them to just use a stable there, brought forth, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. They were able to use that. Now look, this is the Son of God. He didn't need all the fancy things and the things of the world. When you look around in royal blood today and you see, I've read some about in the past about when, when someone that might be going to be an heir to the kingdom. They would have all manner of people there to see that that child was born and to see when it was born and even to make sure that they didn't, that if the child in those days, a lot of times the child would maybe die, be born dead. They would try to make sure there, they wanted to, that if that happened, they didn't bring another child in from somebody else and try to say, well, this is that child and this will be the heir to the kingdom. There was all kind of those kind of things and there's people that were waiting all in the rooms and in the houses there to make sure that that was the one that was going to get the heir that would be the next king or the queen. But none of that was there to the king of kings and king and the lord of lords. He came in a very low manner just being born in a stable maybe had a midwife with him there, some, some servant there that could come to help out with that. But she wrapped him then in swaddling clothes, nothing fancy, and laid him in a manger. Didn't have any fancy bed or anything else, but put the King of Kings, Jesus Christ, right there in the manger with the hay. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Visualize these things, what was taking place. In that same night, here's these shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over the flock, so that there would no harm come to them. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. All of a sudden, here another angel of the Lord. And all of these things, the glory of the Lord, must have been a magnificent sight that was being taken place there to these men. And they were afraid. They didn't know what to think about it. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. You know, every time I believe he has said that angel has been there, what did he tell the people? Fear not. He is for them. He, I am here to help you to understand and see you through this. Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Now I want you to look. I want you to think about that and understand what that just said. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. 
which shall be to all people, he said. Not just a certain group. Now, yes, when he came here to the earth there and while he was here, he was mainly just speaking and teaching to the Jews. But he eventually, all of these, that his word, his mercy, his power was given to all of mankind. And that's what was saying the angel said to the people there, to the, the shepherds, I bring great tidings, or good tidings, and great joy to you, which shall be to all people. I want us to understand that. To all people. They've got that opportunity. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men wonderful sight there that was being taken place and I know spiritually there's things that can be just as wonderful in your life as it was this to see that glorious appearing of the angels and what they were saying and we can see the glorious appearing of that new spirit the spirit of God appearing in our lives and how wonderful that is to be able to see and it came to pass that the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at these things, those things which were told them by the shepherds. The shepherds went and they saw. They saw the angels. They saw the, the heavenly host. They saw all the things and they said, Let us go and see this of a reality. And they were able to go. I believe that the Lord led them right to where Mary and Joseph was. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad. They told the people that there was a Messiah that had been born to bring glory and to bring hope to all of mankind. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus. Again, this is what the angel had told them in the very beginning to call him Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And that's what when he was then circumcised and given his name, it was called Jesus. And when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be holy, 
called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. Do you see how God just had people stationed at every point to help to promote and to help to see that this man, this child, was the Son of God, and he was the Messiah. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, he took him up in his hands and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us, thou servant, depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of the people. A light to lighten the Gentiles, and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them, and said unto Mary the mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which must be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also that the thoughts of many may be revealed. The Lord just bringing them and here the man had gone, the Spirit had carried him to the temple. And here when he saw this babe, he took up that babe and he told him that he was a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of the people Israel. And today, you've come out to the church here. Are you able to see? Is the Spirit working within you as it was in Simeon that day? Can you say, blessed To this man Jesus Christ for what he did here upon the earth for all of us how he lived on now till he was about 30 years old and then he started teaching and preaching the word the gospel of God and men hated him and wanted to cast him out wanted to put him to death and right as he was there, and he, right when he went into the temple and he told them, and he read the scriptures, and he told them that this day these scriptures are fulfilled in you, in what I am reading. You are hearing the scriptures fulfilled in me. Is what he was telling them that day. And they got so angry with him, the people in the temple there. So angry. And they said he had blasphemed. And they led him out there to the edge of the city, to the brow of a hill there, and was about to cast him over headlong to try to kill him. But he was able to just turn around and walk right through the midst of them. 
because God had a work for him to do. God had protected him all the way along. And God was not going to let man destroy him right when he was starting his work here upon the earth. And God allowed him to continue on and to preach and to teach and to tell us to leave a way of, of how we should live our lives. God continued that right on. And He allowed him to be hung on that tree so that we could have eternal life. And as we go through this week, I want you to do as the song says. As you go through and as you're with your family and as you're with all of these other things that you might do, remember me. Remember Jesus Christ, not me. But remember me is what he's saying to us all. And put our faith and trust there, not in man. But remember all of these things that we've read about today. And then you can go on and read 20 some odd more chapters of what he did. And now and how he ascended into heaven. And he will return with a shout and the great trumpet. And he will return. We'll see him returning out of the clouds, in the clouds. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then all of us that are, re are alive and remain shall be gathered up to meet him in the air to ever be with him. Saved, eternally saved. Comfort one another with these words, he said. And I want you to know that that's available through Jesus Christ today. Because he was born here upon the earth. That is available through him. We'll bring this message to a close. We'll sing... In that little book again, we'll sing number 27, We Three Kings. <laughs>
Remember what it says there, O star of wonder, star of night, star of royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to that perfect light. Let his spirit guide us to the perfect light of righteousness of God the Father. Let us pray. To God the Father, we thank you for all that has been done for us. We thank you for what has been written so that we can read and understand all about what took place in the very beginning of your Son's life, of Jesus' life here upon the earth. And we can see the miraculous works that was taking place here upon the earth. And we can understand that you are the same God that was bringing forth all of those miraculous things there in that day. You are the same God that can bring forth those miraculous works in us today that we can have that new life, that new birth, and that we can see victory with you. We can walk upright with you through Jesus Christ. Help us to encourage one another in these words and to draw near to you and you will draw near to us. Resist Satan and he has to flee. Thank you for the words of encouragement that you've given to us. And we just beg for guidance that your will be done in us. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.